Welcome everybody. This is a candid conversation between myself, Martina Flor, the host of the show, and Elias Prado, our senior designer in the studio. I run a lettering and custom typography studio here in Berlin, and Elias has been working with me for some years now. And these are conversations where we'll be talking or we'll be touching on different points and topics that have to do with running a creative studio and working together as a team. So what are we gonna talk about today, Elias? Yes. Uh, hi, it's nice to be here again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was uh, thinking that, I mean, this the studio has a lot of income streams. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of different things in the studio. The podcast being actually one of them, only mm -hmm. one of them. We do online teaching, we do client work, we, we we have or we used to have like a, a, an online shop as well. Um, you have your books that also like bringing uh, some sort of income to the to the to the studio. And I'm like it comes to my head like the question of how the studio has been navigating mm. in between these uh, income streams or this like type of work, right? And and what actually drives the studio to focus more on one of them or then later after some years into some other ones. Um, just like to kick off with, with a specific example, like uh, I know that Martina Flor Goods, the online shop that we had uh, some years back, that has been like working for, for many years actually. Mm. Um, at some point it was, it, it was, it was closed mm. basically. And, uh, and we started to focus on other things. Uh, mm. So we had to sort of like invest the time in some other income streams. Mm. And I'm wondering like, yeah, what is actually the biggest question that I have with this topic is actually like, what, what makes that decision? Yeah. Is it like, it's a decision that you make as a, as a, as a founder, as a CEO, or is it a decision that, that money makes and uh, you listen to that, like, okay, this is not working. This is not profitable. So we start like uh, putting more attention to things that bring actually the income that we that we that we need in the studio, mm. or is, if it's more like a, a vision thing, like okay, this doesn't align with our vision anymore, so we start to mm. like focus on other mm. things. Um, I'll throw that question to your side, and now it's your time to talk now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the criteria to decide whether we focus on one or other income stream has shifted throughout the years mm. and also throughout um, my personal development as a CEO mm. and business owner. Uh, so the, the way I made decisions in the past are not the same way and, and are not based on the same things that are I made decisions today. Just to give a little bit of context to those listening and watching, uh, so in the we we run essentially a lettering and custom typography studio. We work for clients, so we do client assignments and commissions. We create logotypes and artwork for for clients, but we also do a lot of work. Or since the beginning of the of the studio, like this. Since the beginning of this project, we have been also teaching and coaching um, students in lettering and in business mm -hmm. or in creative, in developing their creative businesses. And we have also started a lot of different projects throughout the 11 years, 12 years that we've been running. Um, so we have created books and um, 
and products. We have created a product line uh, and an online shop. What else? We have created funds and uh, not only for clients, but also for ourselves. So we, we have created this as digital products that we sell. Uh, we have created online classes on mm -hmm. different platforms. Now we have our own, we run our own um, academy. Um, and yes, and in the very beginning, and I always, I often speak about the importance of income streams for designers because it has had a, a big impact on my own career mm -hmm. as a designer and artist. Uh, so from the very beginning of my career, I was um, kind of diverse, diversifying my income. So I was not only doing client work, but also doing running my own workshops and starting my own projects. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was positive in terms of me not having a more entrepreneurial approach to mm -hmm. the practice and not depending on clients to do most of my income. So I think that was positive in that sense. And it's something that I always encourage other designers and creatives to do because it is also a way of discovering, you know, where, where, where you can shine, mm -hmm. you know, where are the things that you can do that are really, you're really good at, mm -hmm. uh, which is not necessarily client work. Yeah. And also at the same time, you don't depend on client work. You know, there's no, um, yeah, I think that many, many freelancers just um, change the, the kind of like the, yeah, change from being employed uh, on a certain job mm -hmm. to uh, to have a freelance business business and they change their boss for their clients, you mm -hmm. know, like they change this image of a boss for the image of a client. And if the client is goes away, they're just left out of the job, you know. Yeah. So I always wanted to have a different approach to that. And I think developing income streams what was great in that sense that mm -hmm. I didn't depend on client work. But yeah, with the time, I, you know, I'm a very curious person. I like to create stuff. And if I have an idea, I like to realize it. And throughout time, I also realized that I had built a fair amount of income streams yeah. or that my income was built on several income streams and that I was kind of administrating all of these income streams. Yeah. And um, and I was just doing them because it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. this is what I'm saying, why I'm, I was saying in the beginning that in the past I had a different way of deciding in which things I will focus. Mm -hmm. And I think that in the past I was just not deciding in what I will focus mm -hmm. in the past. Okay. I was just doing it because like sort of like in, in not following any system or exactly like, uh, everything at, at once. And uh... in the past, it was just accumulative. Okay. So it was like, okay, I do this and now I started this new thing. So I need to keep on running the previous one yeah. and this one. And then I started this other, another thing that yeah. I'm interested in. And then I had like a pile of things that I was taking care yeah. of and yeah, I had some some <laughs> moments in my life where I said like, hey, I, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I still thought that it was part of like running a business, yeah. that this was, you know, this was part of being an entrepreneur and part of running your own business, which I 
you know, I totally changed my mind yeah. in the, those terms. Like I think that uh, nowadays I have a totally different approach. And I think the way of deciding on, on in which projects to focus on mm-hmm. started when I started building a team mm-hmm. because it wasn't only, you know, I had to keep things running, not only for myself, yes. but also to be able to pay wages and <laughs> to uh, support the people who were working with me. Yeah. And, and then I started to, I had to start making more informed decisions, mm-hmm. decisions that were not informed by, okay, so this is what I'm supposed to do or by, hey, this is just fun, even if it doesn't bring money in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't until um, the Corona pandemic mm-hmm. that I really sat down and looked at all the things that we were doing mm-hmm. And really analyze like what what were the things that made sense mm-hmm. financially, but also in terms of like joy, yeah. and in terms of like demand. Mm-hmm. And I started like selecting. Yeah. Okay, we focus on this now, mm-hmm. and we we try this now, and this is working. Let's double down on yes. that. You know and. That's really interesting. Sorry, like uh, that that you had some sort of, I mean, at at that point where you had to kind of decide or to choose which uh, income streams to put more attention to, um, you already kind of had like this huge catalog of things that Mm. bring money to the studio, right? Mm. And and you could like, just the fact that you could sit down and analyze uh, like properly what works better than uh, financially or uh, however you want to say it. talks a lot about like what you the, the work that you did uh, until then like mm. to like going through different income streams and just have them together to to be able to compare them right like mm. uh, uh, I think that was sort of a, a a necessary thing to to do like sort of like expanding so much and and so you could like sit down at some point and try to decide which one to put more attention to right and that brings me to the question like um, because now, like, like nowadays, you can like start discarding some income streams that don't work so well, or, or don't align with the vision of the studio, or don't work like financially so well. Mm. Um, but you already have like a lot of them together. Mm. But when you were when you were starting, mm. um, you were just like like you said, like you were like doing all these things at once. Um, and I'm wondering if you if you if you went back the, to that time where mm. you were still like expanding these income streams or you like start starting like to to experiment with them um with the knowledge that you have now the mm. experience that you have now would you like would you have done things like differently in a mm. different way um i mean yes yes probably if mm-hmm. i would have had if I would have had all the information and training that yeah. I have now, I would have ha- I would have done a lot of things differently. Yeah. But I don't regret the way I did things. I think Absolutely. that, um, I think that I did what I could with the information that I had yes. and the preparation that I had. And I'm glad still that I that I, as you said, that I built all those income streams. Mm-hmm. And I, I can totally understand why I was working the way I was working mm-hmm. back then. You know, I 
I had other priorities. I had other focus mm-hmm. um, in in my life and career. Mm-hmm. I had other responsibilities um, and I had other resources mm-hmm. around me. So it was just me. Uh, I didn't have to support other people with my work. It was just supporting myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a family yet. So it was all about like developing my own creative voice. Mm-hmm. And I was really light in that sense. Mm-hmm. I was really, you know, let's try this and that. And I really, you know, I have this space to experiment with what I could do and with my skills and mm-hmm. um, and also develop my skills, which I think was a wise decision because yes. it's like, the skills and the output that I had as a creative is what brought us now as a studio mm-hmm. to the position where we are right now, where yeah. we can do a lot of different things and mm-hmm. uh, we don't have to prove that we do great work, you know? Like, I think that, um, yeah, it, it just, it was just really positive and it's something that I also work, and you know that I think that we, in, 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 we do this work with our students that mm-hmm. we, we invite them to focus first on developing a skill and to really nurture their observation Mm -hmm. and nurture the work the work they do and to build that confidence through doing great work and i think this is what i did in the very beginning that i build my confidence Mm -hmm. and i develop my skills um but that was enabled by the fact that i was really light yes you know that I didn't have many responsibilities and stuff. And nowadays I am really thankful as well, as well that I have all these responsibilities because it makes me do really straightforward decisions. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is taking too much time. It's not bringing money in. Yeah. Out. Out, (laughs) you know, and it's very easy to decide that. Yeah. And even, even so, even when I say this right now, there's things that we do Mm -hmm. that are still an investment yeah. and what well, this podcast this podcast will be one of them yeah. yeah yeah and it's like it's something i think that develops in an area that we haven't developed yet mm-hmm. that i'm interested in developing mm-hmm. and that i feel makes a difference for our students for the people we want to imp- have an impact on mm-hmm. but i know that it's still not profitable mm-hmm. you know it may be down the road, like mm-hmm. many of the income streams that we that started as a creative project yeah. and didn't, you know, lead led to something that now brings an income in the studio. Yeah. But um, yeah, that touches on something that actually we discussed in the previous mm-hmm. coffee break, like uh, at the importance of establishing a system. Mm. Uh, and I believe, especially like I noticed this a lot with the with the production of the podcast. Like if you don't know, like I. I produced the podcast uh, with Martina, uh, so I know a lot of the things that happen uh, like behind the cameras. And we have a system for pretty much everything. Mm. But with this podcast, I have noticed so much. Like we we measure uh, like in detail the time that we invest into this project. Mm, mm. Maybe because it's like still not like the most prof- profitable uh, project of the studio. Mm. Um, and I guess that's also like it plays a huge part on the income streams, right? Like uh, uh, like giving each income stream the uh, the time and attention that it that it sort of uh, needs to grow mm. but also to like to not become a, a an issue or a problem in terms of like financial uh, retribution 
Totally. Yeah. And I, if it would, I would not hesitate in like yeah. eliminating that, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. for me, what we have or the project we have and supporting my team is more important than just doing something for fun. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. If this podcast or whatever project we do for fun mm -hmm. would be detrimental to allowing the the studio to continue running, mm -hmm. I would not hesitate yeah. to leave it out, you know, even if it makes me extremely happy. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I, I'm happy that I can do those decisions that, uh -huh. that I don't suffer for making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel that, you know, you touch on systems and in the previous conversation, we also touch on systems. And mm -hmm. I feel that also with the time I developed the system or I learn systems to decide which income streams mm -hmm. would stay or we will focus next, you yes. know, like I think that, and I remember this very well um, in the beginning of the COVID pandemic, yeah. I was reading books. Um, I was reading books about simplifying. Uh, so one of them is Essentialism. Um, I'm gonna put the this the book uh, in the show notes, the show notes. Um, essentialism by the author I'm gonna tell you next <laughs> I was reading essentialism which is a book about like um, simplifying things and focusing on what what is important and also like the idea that you know questioning the idea of like you cannot have many priorities it is you know it, it having a priority is about having one important thing uh, and not having like 10 priorities but because <laughs> then they are not priorities not, you know like anymore. Yeah, um, so um so i was reading that book i also read a book that was really um that really changed the way i see things that is called 8020 I'm going to also add it to the show notes. I'm horrible at remembering the name of the authors because I, I just read so many books that it's like I forget about the names. Um, so this book about um, called 8020 is a book that poses the, the, the principle of the fact that in most businesses, 20% of the efforts bring 80% of the income. So as I read this book, I went onto my income streams uh, sheet that I keep a sheet with every income stream and kind of uh, I have um, I can um, I can understand how much every income stream is bringing in. And as I looked at that income stream, uh, at that income stream sheet after reading that book, I could immediately realize, yeah. OK, these are the things that are bringing, you know, these are the, this is the 20% that is bringing 80% in. Uh -huh. And it was so, uh, how do you say this, freeing, because it was like, ah, I actually don't need to keep on doing this. Like, <laughs> the answer was like right in front of the Yes, <laughs> and also it's like, it was for me like, oh, I don't need to do that anymore, you know, like, and yeah, it was really like a weight out of like down yeah. my shoulders that it was like, you know, this thing that I'm doing that mm -hmm. involves traveling or involves like spending time away from family or, you know, like mm -hmm. or involves sleeping less or whatever. It's yes. like, I don't really need it. Like if I continue doing that and I do it a little bit more, mm -hmm. if I continue doing this 20 percent and I do it a little bit more, then I could. I could have more time for myself, mm -hmm. uh, more time with family, mm -hmm. le work less and have yeah. the same or more impact, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I just took a tangent there, <laughs> but I think no. But that's like coming back. Like, yeah. was that one of the the the, uh, the things that made you take this uh, shift in the in the in the beginning of the pandemic? Mm. Like, because I remember that before the pandemic, we had I think like quite a different. Um, I don't know if like workflow is it's kind of still of course the same workflow but we had a different attention like our attention mm. as a studio was like put more maybe in the client work or yeah like personal projects of the studio like creating type typefaces and so on yeah and now we do we still do, do the, those things but uh, we shifted our attention attention to uh, more like online teaching mm. and, and yes was like was that that those books that you read in the beginning of the pandemic like They, did they help you to take this decision, like uh, to shift the attention of the studio? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that I, I'm in those books. Those books made clear to me that I should close the shop mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it was just taking um, a lot of time, mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't also my genius zone. Mm -hmm. I felt that it wasn't my the thing that brought me joy the mm -hmm. most. And um, it was just bringing too much complexity to the business yeah. um, without necessarily having a, yeah, a financial yeah. uh, um, retribution. Yeah. Um, so that was clear to me, like, okay, I, I'm going to close the shop. And I, I don't get me wrong, yeah, I love the products. I love the products. <laughs> I love the products that we made. We made beautiful stuff in this and we have a lot of stock of that stuff yeah. and we continue using that to uh, to send to our podcast guests and to our students, students yeah. um, so I'm really proud of the work we did with that shop mm -hmm. and in another uh, coffee break mm -hmm. we can also um, discuss like what starting that shop brought to the studio because mm -hmm. it was a huge massive growth whatever but besides that that was um, clear to me, like mm -hmm. I, I want to close the shop. And what was also um, something I realized in that analysis that I did in the beginning of the pandemic mm -hmm. in terms of my income streams is that the one of the things that had been my uh, or has been my side project for many years, which is teaching and running workshops and mm -hmm. the seminars we used to run in the studio, which was it always worked more or less like a, a side, side project. It wasn't our main focus. Our main focus was client work and we would do workshops from time to time. And it was like, okay, we organize the workshop and we forget about it. People sign up, mm -hmm. they come, we do the workshop. And it was just, I would say that we were busy with that perhaps in total 10 mm -hmm. days per year. Yeah. And And I realized by doing this analysis in the beginning of the pandemic that it was like, hey, wait, these 10 days bring a lot of uh, revenue. bring 30% of our revenue. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and it's just 10 days per year. What would happen if we do this a lot more? Yeah. And also, like, I remember that the seminars we run in the studio mm -hmm. were like the highlight of my year. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so, we got so much back, yeah. you know, I felt that I was impacting the life of those 10 students that would come to that seminar because we were running in-person seminars and it was just 10 students per, per year that could attend that seminar. And I can say that we 
we really they would never forget that experience yeah. i can for sure say that they would never forget those three days that they will spend with us in this yeah. seminar and and also i would never forget them as well like yeah. and i got so much joy from that and this is also the 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 time where you started teaching mm-hmm. um oh my god we have so many anecdotes <laughs> the first time whatever like yeah. we'll, we'll talk about this in another coffee break but um but yeah it was bringing so much joy and yeah so it, so it was not only about the financial retribution totally. it was also like about the uh, yeah absolutely uh, yes i mean it was it was both it was mm-hmm. like hey if i would do this more mm-hmm. i would be more happy mm-hmm. i would make more revenue for the studio mm-hmm. and i would probably have more time which yeah. is like what in the situation we are right now like yeah. um if you look at how I was working when you just came in the studio mm-hmm. and how much I work right now, it's like a big difference, yes. you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and I never thought I would be in the, that position where I can say like, okay, I work from home today or today I take a break or I go mm-hmm. to sports. Like I would never, yeah. I would have never done this three years, three years back, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I think that that was a, a, a also an easy decision it's like hey mm-hmm. i love teaching people seem to learn from me mm-hmm. uh i seem to inspire them we uh we are successful in that yeah let's double down on this yeah. and i think as we started doing that more and open the possibilities to for other people to join our courses and our workshops and stuff from anywhere they were in any place they were in the world yeah. Uh, because it was online and not not just um, in person like we yeah. used to do it. Also, we, we used the excuse of the pandemic to 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 totally like embrace that format, right? Like, it but was, it, uh, it's so it's so interesting because yeah. you remember that as before the pandemic started, yeah, we were already planning on uh, on starting an online platform ourselves, yeah. and mm-hmm. we actually had recorded some courses. But as I said, since it was a side project it wasn't something that we were like really working on intensively. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, we record the lessons and then at some point we we're going to launch yeah. this project. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, that was, um, that was a result. And that's mm-hmm. why nowadays we are, um, we have doubled down on that because mm-hmm. it, it really works in all aspects. Yeah. You know, it, like teaching, students and 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 mentoring like coaching students mm-hmm. is so rewarding as yes. well and i feel that this this um we get a lot of a lot back yes. and i think that kind of feedback is what keeps us going you know yes, like uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah yeah i hope i answer your questions yes <laughs> yeah what was the initial question of this conversation <laughs> So yeah. I, like focusing on different income yeah. streams and uh, yeah, uh, yeah so let's go to the takeaways, takeaways yes yeah. i actually have memorized some of them i was like yeah. picking in my mind put in the back of my head for if hopefully i will get them right uh, i will you, you tell me if you agree with this like yeah first of all we started like talking about the importance of diversifying income streams mm. uh and how that like going through that in the beginning of your career allow you later on to sort of like uh, being able to analyze all together and sort of like pick 
the ones that really contributed for uh, to the studio for the, for the best, right? Like, mm. um, so diversifying income streams first, simplifying was another mm. I feel like key moment in this. Like, uh, uh, yes, to not get overwhelmed with this uh, income streams because like they can get overwhelming. Mm. Like, they can be like too much, and and that touches on something that actually has relation with our last uh, uh, conversation takeaway that it mm. was letting go, mm. like. Like back then we were like, like talking about uh, oh, yeah. about delegating tasks and letting go of like the workload that you have as an employer, but now I think like we can like um, recycle that term of letting go to to let go of uh, income streams. Mm, totally. Like the fact that you had to close the the shop of the of or the, the online shop to be able to uh, focus more on the on the online teaching side. Like I think like uh, thank like thanks to that. Thanks that, that that you that you did let go of that online mm. shop and some like and also like um, started to draw the attention from other uh, side of the studio, we were able to focus more time and energy into this uh, new project that is like bringing so much uh, first financial retribution, also joy and also the 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 impact on on, on the students, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, for me this is like the three takeaways. I don't know. I love you, those takeaways, yeah. and I would like to add to this letting go that I think that's that's the hardest part of all because yeah. it's like uh, you you need to let it's very hard to let go when there's something you invested so much time in so mm -hmm. for instance with the products and the the shop mm -hmm. we had invested so much time mm -hmm. so much love some of the products that I did for this shop are some of my favorite things I ever done in my yeah. life yeah. in as a creative and you have to, you know, in order to let go, you had to let go of the fact that you invested so much, so much time in that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you let that inform, um, inform your decision, um, you will continue investing time on something that is not worth it. Yeah. And yeah, it is important to realize like, okay, I need to stop now um i need to stop now versus continue investing in this project that is not bringing in yeah much joy much income um, yeah and, and it's taking up a lot of my time yes. you know and it's like yeah it's like the price you need to pay is you know it's like the price you need to pay for letting go and i'm happy that yeah. i pay that price well, in that you moment let go expecting to like uh have some better things back right like, totally yeah totally and another thing i want to add mm -hmm. to one of your takeaways which was the the first one that mm -hmm. is like you know diversifying um i think diversifying is you know for those that are listening that are creatives or are just studying i think that if you if there's something important in diversifying or creating income streams is um is because you you need to experience what are you great at. What are you great at? You need to discover that for yourself. You need to experience, you know, with your skills, what are the things in which you can have most of the impact. Mm -hmm. And this is not necessarily working for clients. Perhaps it is for you, but it may not be. And I know that many of us are very attached to the idea of like, if I go freelance, I will start working with clients and. 
Um, I will have to find clients and, you know, the, the word client is very present for us. And I think that thinking of in a more entrepreneurial way about your craft and about your business is it can only be positive for you because it may be that your genius zone is not necessarily working for clients, but it's just teaching other people mm -hmm. or creating products and having an online shop or writing books or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to use, you know, I feel that a, a, running a business is a perfect place to discover more about yourself and what you're great at. And this is where income streams play a big role. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you so beautiful. much for this conversation. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone for listening. These are our coffee breaks. Um, if you loved it, this podcast, you can listen to all of our other coffee breaks and um, podcast episodes on martinaflor.com slash podcast. If you want to watch this episode, you can watch it on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash, slash YouTube to watch them. Uh, you can also listen to this podcast on all podcast platforms out there. If you love this episode, leave us a review, subscribe to this podcast. And if you want to send us a comment or question, just write an email to podcast at martinaflor.com. Thank you so much for listening and see you on the next episode of our Coffee Breaks. Bye-bye. Ciao.